0: AYT, good morning to you, 17 minutes after 9 a.m. On this blessed Thursday morning. That's music with Micah Stampley. Fresh out of Naggis, y'all, but, you know, shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Stampley over there in Naggis. Your son's doing an awesome, awesome job. Before that is your bigger from Ja'Kalen Carr. That young lady is killing the charts with that song. And, of course, the Walls group. They're killing the charge, too, but that's love on the radio right now. It's time for our community portion of uh, the day, and this morning we're talking to Miss Goodo, and we're gonna tell you a little bit about the Evergreen Safe House Homeless Shelter first annual Black Tie fundraiser. Good morning, Miss Goodo. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. I'm gonna get you to get into the mic just a little bit more. No problem. All righty. Now let's talk about Evergreen Safe House Homeless Shelters. Give us a little background about yourself and and the homeless shelter and and why you guys are having this first annual Black Tie fundraiser. Well, I'll try to get as much
1: in there as Yeah, let's like, get some yes. information. Let's get it going on. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm originally from Chicago, and I married a good old from Goodo. Uh, he wanted to come home to pass away. He had Alzheimer's, and that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. But before he passed away, we built a humongous house, 5,000 square feet, 14 rooms. Mm-hmm. So when he passed away, I decided, well, I need to do something with all this space because houses are hard to sell at this time. So I decided to open up a shelter for abused women because at one time in my life, I was abused. Wow. Uh, it's been a long time. I was in my 20s, but I know what it was like. Mm-hmm. And so I opened up this homeless shelter for abused women because in, Ev- in Evergreen, well, not just in Evergreen, but actually in a Vols Parish, there is a 80%, 80% abused battered, abused women in just a Vols parish. In a parish? parish? Just serious? in a Vols parish. We're not even talking about in the state of Louisiana. Wow. And so when I tell people those statistics, I I plead with them to go look it up if they don't believe it. But uh, each, and I look at it like this, every 10 women that you see walking in the Walmart, eight of them are being abused. Are being abused. Now, you got to remember that abuse comes in more than one form. Yes. Abuse can be emotional. It can be um, physical. It can be um, um, financial. I mean, there's a number of ways to abuse a person. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women are being locked up. Hard to believe, but they are being locked up. I had one lady who was locked up in a closet and only fed at certain times. Now, I know it sounds unbelievable, but it is
0: real in this world. But, you know, you see it on TV, and you're like, that cannot. How do you... I don't even know how to begin to know what she thinks when that is going on or to stay. But, you know, it's just so in-depth with the abuse. That's, that's some deep abuse. But the reason that a lot of them stay is because, and
1: this is really a, a bad situation, a lot of them stay because they have nowhere to go. go. That's number one. Number two, a lot of them don't have the education to get out there and get a job to make their own money mm-hmm. to do what they need to do. Number three is, you'd be surprised when I tell you this one. A lot of abused women are abused by their husbands who are in top-notch positions. Yes. Your doctors, your lawyers, your (laughs) judges. You'd be surprised. Um, And then uh, maybe not because you see on television, as you said before, there are um, basketball players and uh, musicians. Yeah,
0: they're real prominent prominent, because they have power. Right,
1: prominent people are really doing this so the women are hush hush i I have to stay prim and proper because if i don't my husband's gonna beat me when i get home so i have to grin when i don't want to grin you know what i mean and so it's really a bad situation and people are not taking it that serious in a parish we've had nine different deaths the last one that was televised and talked about was a young lady who belonged to what she lived in hesmer that was her home hesmer but her death happened in texas now I was looking at that funeral just I think last weekend it was or maybe the weekend before I'm not sh- quite sure but it was very recent mm-hmm. and he she was decapitated.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that one was that was so sad. Yes,
1: all of them are sad. I've had one um, right around the corner from my house and and I had some uh, encounters with this young lady before she a couple weeks before she died but you know that was one of those red flags that I probably didn't pay attention to when she spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And her husband, who spoke with me as well, um, it was a really crazy situation. But you know, I kind of blew it off. I thought maybe, ah, oh, they're just joking because they're you know, work for the sheriff's department and work for the yeah. police department. You would not think, but she she was killed and burned up uh, two weeks later. So, yes, ma'am, this is a very bad problem, and I'm pleading. I'm beseech these people to mm-hmm. get behind us. These shelters, these homeless shelters for these abused women, because it is a very bad situation, whether they want to believe it or not.
0: Wow! 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 It is bad. It is, but eighty percent. Yes, ma'am. I had no. Idea. And this is one and of the states. The walls
1: this is one of the states that they may have the law, and I and I need to do more investigation on that. But where I come from, the city of Chicago, mm-hmm. we have what we called a. Um, we can protect ourselves. So if, if a man hits me, I can hit him back and I won't go to jail. But here, they go to jail. They go to jail, yeah. Because I worked in the, in the prison. I worked in the Cottonport prison there in, in Aval's Parish. And a lot of the women that were there were abused women who fought back. Yeah. And when they fought back, guess what happened? They got arrested. They, they got arrested. Why would you arrest the person that's being beaten? It's this, a this area has law a, yeah. Do we have a self defense law? That's my question to the public. Take time and look it up. Do we have a self defense law?
0: And if we do, why is it not being enforced? Enforced correctly, yeah. Because it's not. It, there are a lot of women that are being that are fighting back, and unfortunately, sometimes they come to the death of the other person when they're fighting back, and yet they're being locked up. You know, it's crazy. And you know what I tell people? Because I go into some of the meetings in the towns, and I use
1: that uh, percentage. And the men, the first thing they do is, oh, no, that's not true. But then I look around, and I'm not not being funny or facetious, Mm -hmm. but I look around at them and I said to myself,
0: because I cannot say it to them, you're probably one of the ones that's doing doing it. But where are the, where's the community is my question, you know, and where's the churches? Because some of them are sitting there in church being abused, and you're preaching, look, stay with your husband. No, don't stay with him. Well, you know what, I hate to put somebody on blast,
1: but I have sent out, at least 70 different letters to heads of states about this situation, begging, pleading for help. Not one, not one of your state representatives have contacted me saying, what can we do to help? Not one. I have sent out over uh, 70 to 80 uh, letters to the different churches in the area. Now here's big name churches who have you know, lots and lots and lots of funds, but mm-hmm. not one of them have contacted us to say, wow. what can I do? Now, shame on you. Yeah, shame. I mean, it could be your sister. It could be your mother. It could be your aunt. It could be your cousin. It could be it your could daughter. Be your daughter, yes, that is being abused like this, and nobody cares. And they talk about, oh, my God, the deaths when they happen, and then a week later it's forgotten. Yeah. I beg you, please, take time. To even come to the fundraiser, I mean, it's not a, to me, $50 is not a lot mm-hmm. to to donate to mm-hmm. some woman that, um, who's laid up with their eyes shut tight because some man just beat them in their face. So, or, and I'm trying to take care of them. I have to feed them. I have to house them. And I have no, no federal funding at this time. Everything has come out of my pocket. It has literally come out of my pocket in my bank account. Wow. But you know what? I'll do what I have to do to make mm-hmm. sure somebody has um, a head, you know, roof over their head. Mm-hmm. Now, I also have to say that nine times out of ten, when I get an abused woman, it's a woman that's on drugs. Why are they on drugs?
0: Because they're being abused.
1: Because they're being abused. They've got to they escape. These drugs.
0: Yeah, they need an escape.
1: They need to escape with these drugs. But then they have this street mentality. So then I bring them in, and, and they're doing any and all kinds of game, a lot of games game that they yeah. play. And I, I have to deal with this. I really have to deal with this. But I need to raise funds to move this into a greater facility. Why? So that I can get more programs. I can mm-hmm. hire more people, more counselors, more doctors. All of these people make a, a group to save one person. Remember what the Bible says, the angels rejoice in one soul being saved. Okay. So if I can mm-hmm. save one woman.
0: Yes. And and it's funny as you said that because that was my next question was about uh, the house. Do you have the, the medical staff or the professional staff that you need in place for to help you and to help the women that come to the facility?
1: No, I do not. What we do is there's three of us who actually run it, and I live there in the facility mm-hmm. because, of course, I built this house and I turned it into the facility. But I have to go outside to get the help. Now, I've had plenty of people come to me, and I think that. This is the thing that, that makes me most perturbed is the fact that you would come to me and say, oh, I want to help. I want to help. I've had counselors do this. Never show up. Wow. Never. Now, for the first time, I have to say that I have a few people that have actually stood by me and did what they said. And, and I'll give you an example. I have Annie St. Romain from um, Why Not Stop mm-hmm. came into me, to my office and said, look, I want to help. I want to give back to the community, Community, mm-hmm. wonderful woman, and she did. What I do is I have the girls file an application. I call her, and she pulls the application, and she gives them an interview. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. They, I'm trying to get them to work. And then I have Mike over here at the Blue Cliff College who says, look, if you have someone that wants to go to college, call me up, and I can bring them in and let them go. Yeah. You know, who does that? That's someone who's really, really interested. Mm-hmm. I met a young woman uh, not too long ago, Megan Anderson at the Paragon, who is just head over heels Wanting to help. I mean, she is loving it, and I'm loving having her around. And she has dedicated her time and just this little time of knowing me. She wants to dedicate as much time as she can. These are people that I need. Yes. You know, and, and, and these are sponsors. I, I mean, she's, been, she's done very well by me. And then I have this uh, young man, Mr. Carey, that he owns uh, the, the Carol's uh, Catering, who's going to mm-hmm. be catering this, this fundraiser. Wonderful man. I was in tears when he donated his place to me. In wow. tears, literally. I'm a crybaby. I'm a weeping wonder. Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> but uh, these are the people that are true to their word. Mm-hmm. So I advise people, if you want someone that is true, all of these people's names that I've called out, mm-hmm. call them because they will truly help you from their heart.
0: Well, that's a blessing, and they will be blessed or being a blessing. I'm sure
1: they're, uh, they're blessed right now. Right now. And let's, I am too.
0: Let's talk about the um, Black Tie fundraiser. Um, Get the information exactly where it's going to be at. Um, the ticket information. Um, how can they get their tickets? Um, and exactly what the attire is, because I'm seeing black tie, so I'm f- assuming formal.
1: That's what it means. Okay. Yes. Uh, and of course, when I think about black tie, I have to reiterate that I am not from Louisiana. Yes. So it's a lot of ways <laughs> I have. I don't have down pat, but where I come from, black tie is you dress up in a formal, mm-hmm. whether it be long or short, it's still a dressy kind of mm-hmm. thing. A bow tie, if you got them, you know, for men, tuxes, suits. It doesn't matter. And I'm not even worried about the black tie part of it. You just come. Just
0: come. Yeah.
1: You just come. And so it, it, it's going to be held in Mansoor at the LJ Banquet Hall. And that's going to be October the 1st. And it starts at 7 p.m. It's going to be like a meet and greet at 7 p.m. And then it ends at 11. Um, we have some phenomenal.